0: Insurance. This is Nick. How may I help you?
1: Nick, this is Joey Gingola. Joey, what's going on, dude? What's going on, man? Did you just try calling me like a couple times and it didn't go through? I did. I was screaming at you. You didn't hear me. Yeah. Can you hear me now? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it.
0: Oh, one other. I guess a question for you, because I never hear anybody. I never hear you talk about it. I never like what's like your general take on like smaller agencies such as myself joining like the clusters like SIA because I am an SIA agency and when I first bought my book of business it was almost like a necessity and what I tell people is just make sure you're aware of what you're getting into because I'm very aware of what's in my contract because I spent a lot of time reviewing this sort of thing but what, I mean what's your just general
1: take knowledge that? all right Nick I'll bite Let's do a aggregator hot take. Why not? It's about time. That was my good buddy, Nick Valhammer at Cincinnati Insurance in Cincinnati, Ohio. And he's asking me, just coming right at it, just shooting straight. What is my take on the cluster model idea? Just the overall, okay. Here's the deal and I like the term necessary evil in a lot of ways. However, it is a necessary evil that we have allowed to exist in the industry, mainly because we have made appointments, this mythical, magical, elusive thing that really ultimately is kind of just smoke and mirrors. In my opinion, that Make these appointments and this market access more valuable than what they actually are. It's an inflated value, maybe artificially. Hold on. What I mean by that is, you look at, you just walk over to my preferred side of the insurance world health insurance and even life insurance. They've got their head on straight too, I think. Uh, you don't need to provide them with your firstborn child a sacrificial lamb, and like a Bob Feller rookie card. That's some deep cut baseball right there. Anybody that gets that, we're like best friends. Anyways, that's it, like that's the whole thing. They just want you to sell their policies, period. And I don't know why it still exists this way. And I think this is, I've been banging this drum for a while now. And I've I've asked these I've asked some a handful of insurance companies directly at, at, at the highest of levels why this system still exists and I don't know that I fully buy into some of the answers but you know because I mean even uh, to take it as far as the life insurance side like they won't even appoint you until you sell a policy like they are say hey, listen quote it do whatever represent us you sell the policy then we'll worry about the paperwork and. I don't know, man. I just – that allows this whole thing to be more of a thing and and be that necessary evil in the industry. And Nick's 100% right. Like If you're going to go down that route, if you're going to sign that contract, if you're going to make the deal with the – I'm not going to say it, but I think you know who – you gotta know what's in the contract, right? You at least gotta know what's there. And if you are, I, I kind of you I've always used this as a as a line in in you know when selling health insurance is you know, as long as you know like the stakes, that's really half the battle, right? As long as you know what you're doing, what you're getting into, then you can, you know, better navigate the situation. You know, when getting out of it, when getting into it, whatever, right? Just knowing the stakes obviously makes a lot more sense and really lends to you making a better decision. But I think we all kind of just, we're all just really having too good of a time at the party drinking the override Kool-Aid.
0: Well, I mean, like, for example, like Grange. Like, you, you know much about Grange. you got to know about Grange. Yeah. The home state, Ohio. Oh. Like last year, they just came out with like a new commission schedule, they they were paying like 20% on new auto business, yeah. which is like, that's pretty pretty rich these days. And they scaled it back and now they've got three different tiers. One tier is like 15, the other tier was like 12 and a half and then down to 10. And it was just kind of like for me, and I'm such a decent sized grain change I was like, what the heck? But luckily I'm a SIA member. Right. And they walk to the negotiation table with a pretty big stick. And they're giving our particular group like a 3% override.
1: Yeah, the, the big stick's nice as long as it's not being swung in our direction, I guess, is what I would say to that. Currently, it doesn't appear to be. But the bigger it gets, the more it's going to hurt if or when it does. I think here's the thing, and this is the one thing that I have noticed, is that there's a lot of people that are trying to get paid in the process of selling insurance that aren't really selling insurance, at least on the front lines. And it's it's only getting worse with the, the, the multiple layers of insure tech companies that are trying to um, you know kind of just attach themselves somewhere in the process. And I just don't know as, you know, again, you know, those commissions continue to dance around us most of the time away from us I, I just don't know what's left i don't know how long it, it just it feels like if we could just get our heads on straight and understand that you know we're going to we're going to cut out as many middlemen as possible if you will and and really just talk face to face maybe we might be maybe we might be better off i don't know i'm just i'm just i'm just spitballing here so so go with it but i agree that you know doing the math on paper seems like it's it seems like it's a good thing and i'm not saying it's a bad thing as long as you know what you're getting into and and you know i've been in similar situations myself it, it's, it feels like you know why not right but again that why not feeling is created because the companies have allowed it to be created because it feels like it's an impossible almost daunting task to get direct appointments and you don't have enough firstborn children really ultimately with you know seven or eight companies and that feels like a problem you know especially depending on where you're at in your agency so it's certainly something to think about but it gets even worse because then after you come down from your override Kool-Aid buzz then you get hit with the happy bonus high right so even though I'm paying
0: SIA a fee, I mean, that alone, like, pays for the fee, plus, like, the the bonus. And maybe I just don't know enough about this because I haven't been an agency owner long enough or what I would necessarily qualify from a bonus standpoint if I were on my own. But, I mean, I've been pretty pretty happy with some of the bonus money that I'm, that I'm getting through the SIA program. Even if they are taking a split of it, I don't think I would necessarily be getting it if it was, I was on my own. So, I
1: don't know. Those are all certainly good questions, Nick, and really, you know, good concerns to raise. And I guess let me pump the brakes a little bit and just take a second and say, well, you know, it really depends on the overall value exchange that's happening here. And I know, you know, certain depending on, you know, which aggregator cluster thing you have access to in your part of the country really depends on what they may or may not do for you. I've heard some are better than others and that just depends. And and again, no aggregate one aggregator is created equal, but you know, if, if they've managed to create, you know, some type of decent value exchange, then, you know, that's really, again, more or less up to you. And then it becomes a question of, again, much like too many people trying to get paid on that one policy, how many people can provide the same types of value throughout that process as well? Because everyone kind of starts to sound the same and it begins to be a little confusing as to who's who and what's what. And, and that's where, again, we're just in this weird, like awkward teen phase in the industry. And I think we just need to kind of figure out again, again, what's necessary, what value is ultimately necessary, who needs to be involved in providing it, and really how many how many people there should be. Because, of course, you know, again, thinking as a, as a young agency owner, if that's maybe you, just starting out, I just talked to somebody today who was like three, day, five days into their, you know, their independent agency life, and, you know, if you're signing a 10-year contract with one of those companies and assuming, you know, the the details surrounding getting out of it and, and, you know, possibly walking away from it after 10 years are relatively favorable, that's not the end of the world to, you know, instantly get up and running with, you know, 15 companies or whatever, right? That's not a bad deal per se. Of course, you know, there are alternatives out there. Market access is a big selling point, buzzword that you might be able to acquire elsewhere for maybe a cheaper price and overall commitment. So it's something to to certainly just not automatically assume you, you need, you may or may not need to do. And this really comes back to, again, what is it that you're trying to sell? Are you just trying to acquire some level of companies, number of companies? Because you're not really sure what you're going to sell, and that's why you need, you know, more than a handful. Because just in case you need to sell this one thing this one time, and then you're making irrational decisions on, you know, irrational, you know, sales that will more than likely never come. So. Uh, again, this is really only geared towards the person that hasn't been down the insurance, been down their insurance path for any extended period of time, because they're in a position to where they can actually look at these things. Or maybe you have been at it for a while and you've been rolling just with your one or two direct appointments that you've got. You're con- you're considering expanding and, and grabbing some more markets. Um, you know, again, I don't know what philosophy you subscribe to. Definitely on the PNC, I've had plenty of people tell me. You can't have twenty companies. If you have twenty companies, it's kind of silly. It's kind of foolish. You can't keep up with all of them, and um, I would agree. I would definitely agree that that's way too many to to know to really be intimately knowledgeable on. Um, I do think that you know again the ones that I see doing it with some success, they're they're picking their hand. Hand, uh, hand selecting as my buddy Seth Zaremba calls it carrier sculpting, the ones that they are going to need to, you know, really service a specific goal, and that's maybe a, a slightly more practical, less, um, you know, less dangerous way of of bringing people into the fold and and partnering with the right people to to make that happen. Again, it depends. I'm not saying everybody's equal. Just I'm just saying, maybe think about what it is that you need these insurance companies to do for you. What types of policies you're going to want to sell? Uh, because if you don't have that answered, then you you might be just bringing on people unnecessarily that you will never ever need, and you'll just really hate to quote anyways. And it's just annoying to see their logo because one they're never competitive in your area, or two you just really don't have anybody that is a good fit for that company. And really it's just about doing the work and, and the research of who has the product for the people you want to do business with and having conversations with those folks. And again, I really just hope if anything, I'm going to keep saying it, I've said it multiple times before. I just really hope if anything happens of this is that we somehow consider, and I know the more progressive insurance companies have really just reimagined what it is that you know they really look for when appointing agents, uh, and again, too, I'm I still have the theory that you know you take as many as you can handle, or you think that you can handle, and just allow it to happen. Really, I mean, because nobody, you know, access to companies, right? Like nobody's saying, "Hey, I need to go talk to." Tim Smith down the street because he's got that company. If I don't have that insurance company, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's just not happening because one, they don't know who that insurance company is, unless it's one of the big, you know, players, uh, you know, one of the big, big national brands. Uh, So it's just, it doesn't make sense. I know I'm beating a dead horse. The horse is certainly dead beaten thoroughly. It's just, um, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, Just make smart decisions, bring on smart partners in your agency, and don't really get into a deal that you'll ultimately regret. All right, no time for shenanigans again, as a couple big announcements here to get to. One, first, just wanted to let everybody know, wanted to get it out there, Uh, heading down next week to Miami. To participate in the agent 2021 conference hosted by gary v and vayner media uh, went last year as an attendee and that was a great time met a lot of cool people had a had a fantastic time mixing it up with a bunch of different agent focused industries and it's going to be really cool to um, share the stage with some of my insurance friends like bradley flowers uh, danny kimball and the fellows over at insurance soup and i'm not sure if there's anybody else there but those are the ones that I for sure know that will be there. It's going to be a big, a good time, and uh, really looking forward to uh, going there. So I'm curious if anybody else is heading down as well. Shoot me an email, i Would love to, you know, meet up, say hello, have a, like a slightly warm embrace, and just have a good time as we're down in Miami, just to say hi and all that fun stuff. So if you're heading down Agent 2021 next week, uh, we'd love to meet up with you and or just, you know, say hi, be nice, be, be fun, right? Number two, even bigger, not sure if you missed the announcement last week, but Agency Nation Insiders is officially a thing. And if you missed the email, if you missed the, uh, the kind of the lightning deal that we did, um, I'm willing to just offer it here on the podcast as well. So what we did there on Friday, Agency Nation Insiders is the new kind of insiders training, community, collaboration. Platform that we've been working on in, in conjunction with the new Agency Nation launch for quite some time. A lot of fantastic stuff in there um, from Cindy and I that we're going to be producing to kind of walk you step by step through, you know, training on some of the stuff that w- we talk about all the time. And uh, it's going to be in depth. It's going to be uh, kind of compact and really, you know, focused on you being able to immediately plug these things into your into your agency and applying them to very specific insurance tasks. So the deal is, I, I was teasing the deal, uh, head on over to agencynation.com slash join, and if you click the join now button and fill out the form, the first, we'll say 20 people that do it, uh, originally the price, $39 a month for the Agency Nation Insider's Pass. If you are one of the first 20, we will knock $9 off the monthly price for the lifetime of your membership, your subscription. So feel free head on over to agencynation.com/slash/join, and the first 20 will get it for $30 a month for life. Also, while supplies last, you will also get a personalized phone call from either myself or Sydney uh, to onboard you into the program as. Uh, as uh, just kind of a little extra special touch again while supplies last while we it's not going to be a forever thing but for this initial wave of people begin talking, reaching out one on one, basically sitting are trading, trading, uh, trading every other. So it's just basically take turns, and we uh, we just give each, we give everyone a call, just talk with them about their agency, see what's going on. So there's that to look forward to as well. If you're interested in that sort of thing, I've heard a lot of uh, over the last couple days. Uh, we're actually flooded on that first uh, Friday there. Still getting through that first batch of calls to make. I've uh, heard a lot of great stories of people who listen to the podcast and are also on the Agency Nation email list and decided to jump in. So it was great to um put some voices to some names, I guess. Sure. Um and really get to know some people that are, you know, you know, listening every day in the Agency Nation community at large. So look forward to seeing you on the inside of the yeah, the inside, I think you get it. AgencyNation.com slash join.